0: Amen. Father, we are grateful to you this morning. We pray that you will speak into our lives. Release grace and anointing in this place that will make the proclamation of your word effective and productive. May Christ be exalted in this place. In Jesus' name we pray. Everybody said amen. Please be seated. Amen. Praise the Lord. We're going to continue with what we were sharing last week. What were we sharing last week? We were talking about moving on with our lives. Praise the Lord. So we said, one, we said that for some of us, we need to move on. For many of us, we are just revisiting to refresh. We are just revisiting to refresh. But God does desire that we all go, grow from the elementary teaching into into maturity. So we talked about repentance from dead works. We talked about what is to repent. And then we move forward with two kinds of repentance. Okay. Okay. Two kinds of repentance. We talked about authentic repentance and fake repentance. And we did move into the next realm, which was shades of repentance. We talked about driven, uh, is our repentance driven by remorse? Is it driven by fear? Is it driven by truth? Is it driven by love? These were the things that we talked about. We asked ourselves, what motivates us? Is it feelings? Is it people around us? Is it polls, fads, or trends? You have the answer for it. We moved into the next realm. We asked ourselves, what do we bank on? Do we bank on the facts of God's word, the promises of God, or do we bank on feelings? So that's where we were. Now we want to move on. We already established the fact that repentance and faith are the elementary step of a Christian life. We said that repentance and faith is like two sides of a coin. Praise God. We repent from our lifestyle, our deeds, our actions, which were not pleasing to God, and we put our faith. On the Lord Jesus Christ. We put our faith on the finished work on the cross of Calvary. We already said that for by grace are ye saved through faith and that not of yourself. It is a gift of God not of works lest any man should boast. We have nothing to brag or boast when we come and we stand in the presence of God. So it's the elementary step or the elementary teaching of Christianity. We start with every one of us have to start with repentance and put our faith in trust, faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. We already went through that. Now, the question is, do we, you know, uh, do we go through just emotion of repentance or actually we have an authentic experience of Repentance. Only you can judge, and you should evaluate your life and let God and His Word and Spirit talk into our life. We already established the fact that Satan operates from this premise. What is this premise? Satan operates from this premise Thou shalt not get caught. That's the premise. That Satan uses to operate. In other words. Hey. As long as you retain the lifestyle. And not get caught. As long as you don't get caught. It's fine. You know. Continue to operate from that route. Now we know that God's word. Does not tell us to do so. You know. We don't operate from this route. Because God's word is truth. Truth. Jesus said, sanctify them with thy truth, for thy word is truth. The word of God is truth. Jesus is the embodiment of truth. He wants to operate and build not on lies, but on the truth of God's word. Praise God. For every life, praise God, the foundations Are absolutely important. Praise God. If our foundations are built. On the solid rock of God's word. As Jesus said. All those who hear this teaching of mine. And build. uh, Praise God. And obey. They are like the man. Who built his house. On the rock. Praise God. Doug put foundation on the rock. Praise God. And all those who hear these words of mine. And do not respond to it positively or do not obey or practice. They are like the foolish builder who built his house on the sand. Praise God. They both experienced challenges, hurdles. One came down, the other stood up. The wise builder who built on the foundation of God's word. Or practically employing the word of God in his life, was able to sustain and move forward with life. So we see the, the, the message of repentance. We ask ourselves this question, do we only repent when we start our life, our walk with life? Or should we repent when there is a need in our lives. When the Spirit of God bring into remembrance anything that we ought to repent, do we repent? Or is repentance an act that is only when we make the transition from the world into the Word? From darkness to light, is repentance an act that is confined to the initial step of faith? Or do we have to repent in our lives based on our life and our our lifestyle? Praise the Lord. When we read the scripture from the beginning to the end, we see that whoever spoke about repentance, God gave the message of repentance, they all faced uphill battles in their life. The preacher of righteousness, Noah, was mocked, praise the Lord. We see that Joel, who brought the message of repentance, he said, he spoke to the people of God, Israel, rend not your heart, rend not your garment, but your heart. Repent, turn back, praise God. And what do you think Joel got, Joel got intimidation from the high priest for that. We see Jeremiah, he gave the nation of Israel the message of repentance. Do you think he got a prize from the king? No. What he got was a pit for him. Praise the Lord. John the Baptist roared with the message of repentance. Well, he had to give up his head. It was on a platter. That's what he got. Jesus started his ministry with the message of Repentance. Praise God. Doesn't end there. Luke chapter 17, in his teaching, he talks about the need for repentance. Praise the Lord. We see Paul talks about the need for repentance in 2 Corinthians chapter 12. And so we see the Bible is consistent. It's not only the first step in our life. But as we move on with life and there is faults and weaknesses that comes about in our lives as failures come knocking at our door we are we are required to come repent, renounce and return. Who says so? The scripture says so. Four out of seven churches in the book of Revelation in Asia Minor has been commanded by the Lord to repent. Praise the Lord. Fast forward into the future. Revelation chapter 11, we see the two witnesses because they gave the message of repentance. They had to pay with their life also. So moving forward, what are we trying to say? What we are trying to say this morning is repentance is essential in our lives as we evaluate our lives in the light of God's word. This word is not just a fact. You and I have to look ourselves in the world. And the Holy Spirit when he talks to us, when he convinces us and convicts us, we have to come and repent. So what is repent? Repent is simply, simply to change the direction of our lives. So if you are going left you turn to the right. If you are going down you go up. Change, make a U-turn in your life. Praise God. See, the key to unlocking the full blessings of salvation is found in repentance. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. It's not just an emotion, but an action. Most of the time, people just settle for emotion. Praise the Lord. But it's an action, praise God, that we need to Remember that and move forward. What is the action? Stop doing wrong. Not just stay there. That is not enough. Renounce them and pair it with right action. Basically, get out of there. Praise God. We need to be delivered from self-deception. What is a self-deception? When we think we can add Christ and his teachings to our lives, but not subtract sin. Praise the Lord. In other words, we say that I'm going to receive Christ into my life, but do not take out the things out of our lives. Praise the Lord. There is no such thing called cohabitation. Praise God. Light and darkness cannot dwell together. Where light comes, darkness will be dispelled. Praise the Lord! If we make Jesus the Lord of our life, He has to be the Lord of our lives. Either He's the Lord of all, or He is not the Lord of all. Praise the Lord! He either is the Lord of all, or is is not the Lord is the Lord of none. Praise God! Dethrone the self. From our throne and enthrone Jesus Christ in our lives. Praise God. See, change in belief without change in behavior, praise God, is a self-deception. Praise God. See, when we believe what we believe, but it is not affecting our behavior, praise the Lord then we need to check ourselves out. Praise God. Paul, writing to the Ephesians, talks about doctrine and he talks about duty. Praise God. The doctrine tells me that I was dead in transgression and in sin. Praise God. Hallelujah. God, who is rich in love and mercy, quickened me up and raised me up. I was dead to sin, meaning... I was not responding to love. My heart was not responding to a God who loved me. Praise God. But God who is rich in mercy came to my aid. Hallelujah. He gave me that CPR that I needed. He quickened me up. He raised me up. And he did not leave me high and dry. The Bible says he has made me to sit in high places, heavenly places with the Lord Jesus Christ. Christ 1 to 3 talks about it but then 4 5 6 talks about the duty of one who's quickened the one who has been raised what is god's expectation of me praise god if it's a fact that he has done everything for me does that fact affect me does that fact impact me does that fact influence my life and my lifestyle. Praise God. Hallelujah. Change in belief without a change in behavior is a self deception. Praise God. Hallelujah. Revival without repentance and reformation. Revival without repentance will not produce reformation. Praise the Lord. God wants us to be reformed. Amen. That's what grace does us to say no to ungodliness. We are in that school of grace that teaches us. Praise God. God does a greater, deeper, wider work in me and changes me from the inside out. Praise God. I love worship. Guys, I wish we had more time. I was tempted to go on and on and on. I am tempted most of the Sunday To go on with worship. But time is always restraining us and confining us. Praise God, I love. The exuberance, the joy, the excitement, the celebration that comes with worship, praise God, and the revival that comes, but revival without repentance cannot produce a reformation within me, so I have to come to a place where I say, Lord, there are things in my life that I got to get rid of, I want to get rid of, it's weighing me down, praise God. God. It's bogging me down. I want to soar into new heights, but every time, Father, I'm on the runway, I'm ready to take off the same old thing. Keeps me down. Praise God. So I want to get rid of that self-deception and move on with my life. Praise God. Hallelujah. See, this Christian life, hallelujah, true repentance Involves our whole personality. Praise God. It impacts our every part of the being. Praise God. True repentance is not confined to Sunday morning or Saturday night or any other night. Praise God. True repentance impacts my Friday night behavior. True repentance impact my Saturday night behavior. True repentance impact my everyday behavior. Praise God. My life is changed because what Christ has done, I am motivated and propelled by the love that he has shown. Now I respond to him in love. Praise God. Have you ever fallen in love? Praise God. Hey, guys who are not married, you, I'll keep you out of this. But those who are married, praise God. Have you, do you, when you love your spouse, husbands, when you love your wife, wife, when you love your husbands, praise God. That's a pure love. That's an intimate love. That's an exclusive love. Praise God. That love is not shared with anyone else. It's a unique love. Praise God. But can you imagine somebody else trying to creep into that love? Praise God. A Two people who are in love would not allow anyone or anything to creep into that love. Just like that. You and I I love Jesus who has loved us by giving up his life. And your love and my love is a responsive kind of love to the sacrificial love that Christ has given for me. Praise God. In that love, there is no room for anything to do dampen that spirit of love to dampen that authentic genuine love i ain't gonna like. i ain't gonna allow the world to creep in i ain't gonna allow the the worldly lifestyle to creep in between this love relationship to him praise god i take my guitar i go on the keyboard i go start singing songs love songs to jesus praise god Can you imagine you're singing love song to your spouse? You tell your spouse, I love you, dear. And your spouse tells you, I love you, dear. Praise God. You hang up the phone, put it down, put the phone again, pick the phone again, dial someone else, and you say, I love you, honey. Can you imagine that? What's wrong with that? Well, I'll tell you, that's deception. Deception. Three people are deceived there. One, you are deceived. Number two, your real love is deceived. And now the third one, the one that thinks that you love is deceived. That's on a worldly scale. Now think about your love for Jesus. I stood here and said, I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. And Jesus said, praise God, you love me. And then the next thing I'm saying, I'm falling in love with something else. If that has happened, praise God. The Bible says we have to repent. Praise God. To one of the churches in Revelation, the word comes very strong. You know what was their problem? What was their fault? They had fallen from their first love. Praise God. How's your first love? first love to Jesus. Is is something or someone replacing that first love? Do you have the same excitement for Jesus when you're not singing? When you're not leading worship? When you're not preaching? When you're not teaching? When you're not doing anything in the church? Do you still have that same kind of love? Do you just go into your room and And take that guitar and just fall in love with him, sing love songs to him? Do you remember the days when you were so excited because of the love that you had? If that love has waned away and faded, it's time to come back, repent, praise God, and fall in love with him all over again. All right, let's move on. Praise the Lord. So love him with what? Oh, your mind. Praise God. True repentance should affect the mind realm. It should touch your decision-making process. True repentance should touch your emotion. It's not all about emotions, but true repentance will strike that chord of emotion. At times you will start weeping. At times you will start wailing. At, At times you will start mourning. At times you will start falling before him and crying and shedding tears because it has affected your emotion. True emotion will touch your will. Sometimes we have very strong self-will. Praise God. Yes, true repentance will touch, crack that stubborn self-will. And allow by saying, Lord, let your will be done in my life. Praise God. Hey, you know, there is power in repentance. Praise God. See, there is, the Bible says, there is Fruit of repentance, or there is outcome to repentance. Check this verse out. Praise godly sorrow that is in accord with the will of God produces a repentance without regret, leading to salvation. But worldly sorrow, the hopeless sorrow of those who do not believe, produces death. For you can look back and see. I want you to look at it very carefully now. Look, what earnestness and authentic concern This godly sorrow has produced in you. Praise God. Hallelujah. True repentance will change us. Praise God. I want you to, based on the words that we put up there, there are seven outcomes of repentance. Praise God. Paul writing to the Corinthians, he not only applauds the fact that they have repented, he identifies how the true repentance, what caused, what the outcome of true repentance in their lives. The first outcome was it produced in them earnestness, praise God. Earnestness or an authentic concern to do the right thing, praise God. What does it mean to have? What does it mean that it produced in them earnestness? Praise God. What they did was they removed that sin hastily, with diligence. They rushed. They hurried. There was no room for procrastination. Praise God. They did not mull over it. They did not debate about it. When it was brought to their attention, when they were convinced and convicted of what they had allowed in their lives. In this context, it is what they had allowed in their church. Praise God. The sense of urgency to remove that sin out of their life was so so urgent that they pulled it off right away. Praise God. Hallelujah. When men are thoroughly convinced, of their sin they will eradicate it at with utmost diligence praise God wow do we just hit the brakes and stop there when we are convinced that there is something wrong or do we just hit the brakes and try to turn around and put things right praise the Lord hallelujah praise God what Bible expects from us is there has to be an outcome or the other term that the Bible uses is fruit leading. The fruit that comes out of repentance. Praise God. There is an outcome of true repentance. And one is, praise God, it is what? Earnestness. Praise the Lord. You know, you look into the life of Zacchaeus. Jesus went into Zacchaeus's home. Praise God. And Jesus was as Jesus was there, this man, he jumped up and he said that, Lord Jesus, I got a proclamation to make. Praise God. And what is he saying? Praise God. He not only repented with words, but he backed it up with action. Praise God. In the life of Zacchaeus, you see this particular word, the earnestness. In other words, acting on it. Right away. The problem is when you sit on it. Once you are convicted and convinced of any wrongdoing, and when you sit over it, when you mull over it, when you procrastinate, what happens is that devil's gonna tell you, "Man, it's okay." You know, praise God. When we are convinced, there has to be a an. Action. And that's what Zach used. It. There was an action on his part. Not just words. The words were backed with action. What was the action? He said, Lord, I'm going to give half of my wealth to the poor. And if I cheated anybody of anything, I'm going to give it back four times. Repentance and restitution go together. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise. It is at that point, Jesus said, today salvation has come into this house. Praise God. True repentance is always backed with action. Amen. The next thing the Bible says is, It has produced in them vindication of yourself. Or, Clear charges that you tolerate sin. You know, there was this charge against them that they tolerated sin. But when it was brought to their attention, what did they do? Praise God. They eliminated the facade. They eliminated the wrong impression. They eliminated the false impression. They eliminated the wrong perception. What? What was the perception? Inactivity or the failure to act upon what was transpiring caused everyone to think they were tolerant to sin. Praise God. Do you know what is the tolerance level for sin for God and his people? The tolerance level for sin is zero. Praise God. What does this mean? What does this mean? What does this mean? Huh? Huh? Zero. For some, this means okay. Huh? Right? For some, this means okay. It's not okay. It is zero. Praise God. Hallelujah. So what they did was, they, what? They, they put matters to, they put things in perspective. Praise God. They made things right. Praise the Lord. See, quite often, we are happy with the fact that we are settled with God. Praise God. We have to settle matters with God, but at times, we have to settle matters with man also. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. When the prodigal son came back, as he was coming back, he said in his heart, I will go to my father and tell my father, Father, I have sinned against God and So when the realization came that there was something wrong, a true repented heart realized that heaven was affected and earth was affected. Praise God. Heavenly Father's heart has been broken and the earthly Father's heart is broken. Praise God. Oh, I have sinned against Father, my God in heaven, and with my Father on earth. Praise God. Hallelujah. As he said this, and as he was coming, praise God. The Father runs to him and embraces him. Praise the Lord. What a beautiful picture. You know, we sing that song. He goes out out searching for that one. Reckless love, isn't it? Reckless love. Praise God reckless love. God's love is reckless love. It goes out of that one goes out for one lost sheep. Praise God. He leaves the 99 behind. He goes after that one sheep. Praise God. But let me tell you, when the prodigal son, praise God, went away from home, the father's heart was throbbing, and he was waiting every day for the son to come back. The father did not go, praise God to the far and distant country, but he waited for the sun to come. It is a returning son that he goes before he even says anything. He's running towards him. Praise God. When true repentance is born within our hearts. Praise God. When deep down in our heart, when we start mulling over it. And you say, I am going to go and say, I'm sorry, daddy. Praise God. Heaven responds. To it. Ah. Praise God. What a love. Praise God. Hallelujah. Yes, both ways to God and to, to men. I'll come. I will, I'll conclude with, with, with a true life story as we bring that. Moving forward. The next thing, the outcome was, the outcome was indignation at sin you know what that means true repentance always brings a deep sense of pain and grief praise God not that one would just simply change their lifestyle but come to a point where they can't stand it anymore praise God true repentance when God does a work in us Praise God. And when you repent and renounce those things in your life, what it does is it leaves every time you see it or you remember it, it leaves a bad taste in your mouth. How many of you guys had a bad taste in your mouth? A bad taste. Have you, have you, have you put something in your mouth where you felt that a food or a drink and you said, it's well, no good. You know? In other words, indignation at sin is that you can't stand it. You can't tolerate it. Praise God. Because there is a genuine experience in your life. Praise God. What else is the outcome of true repentance? Fear of offending God. Here, the term fear is not standing in awe it is not standing in reverence to God. Here, fear means F E A R, fear. Praise God. Praise the same kind of fear that fell in Ephesus when the sons of Sceva were beaten up by the demon possessed fellow. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. What happens is true repentance causes. A genuine fear of God in us. Praise God. Hallelujah. To those who say anything goes, anything is alright. Everything goes, everything is alright. No. Praise God. You don't want to break the Father's heart. Praise God. He loves you so much that you don't dare to break His his heart, praise God. You realize that he's a loving God. You realize that he's a merciful Father, that he's a gracious God, that he's a compassionate Father, but you also realize that one of his attributes is that he's a holy God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. The next one is longing for, praise God. Passion to do the right thing. Praise God. Hallelujah. Not before that, longing for righteousness. How did that come? Okay. Passion to do the right thing. Passion to do the right thing. Instead of approving sinful actions, they were ready to take action and move forward. Praise God. Readiness. ...to punish sin. What does that mean? Whoa. Praise the Lord. In other words... ...see, when you serve... ...whatever you serve... ...whatever you kneel down before... ...knowingly or unknowingly... ...the nature of that entity... ...is imparted and infused in you. If Jesus is your Lord... ...and when you kneel down to Him... Truly and worship him, his nature is reflected in you. Praise the Lord. If Jack Daniels is your God, and if you kneel down to Jack Daniels, the nature of Jack Daniel is imparted in you. Praise God. How many of you guys know Jack Daniels? Who is Jack Daniel? Huh? For people who don't know, you should should let them know what it is. What's Jack Daniel? It's whiskey. Okay, if whiskey is your God, if you kneel down to whiskey. If Bud Light is your God, praise God. The light of Jesus is not shining in you. But bud light is shining in you. Whether you had bud light with your buddy or just by yourself, bud light is popping in you. Praise God. If Miller light is, praise God, is your God, and you're kneeling down before Miller light, praise God. Jesus' light is not shining in you, but Miller light is shining in you. Praise God. That which we bow down to, that's that nature is imparted in us. Praise God. If constantly I am watching, ramble, praise God, praise God. Oh, you get high with that stuff, you know? Praise God. Automatically. That's the nature that's brewing within us. Praise God. You better not watch those things and step out and go on a road rage. Do you know what happens? The next time somebody cuts you off, you're going to put your hands in your pocket. And you want pull to pull the revolver out. The last thing and you challenge the guy. When you pull your revolver out, what comes out? It's not a revolver, it's a key. You realize too late what? You know, you're not the macho man that you saw. What happened is that macho character, that nature is implanted in you. That happens in every realms of our lives. Whatever we kneel down to, that nature automatically takes over. That nature is imparted in us and it influences Everything of our lives, our lives, of our disposition, everything that you do, it influences. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Yes, readiness to punish sin. In other words, praise God. Readiness to see justice. Hey, guys, you know, we live in the society where the, 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 the concept is, what is right to you, it's good. What is good for you, it's good for you. What is good for me, is good for me. You mind your own business, I mind my own business. That's good. It's a good worldly ideology. But among brothers, that's not a good ideology. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Among the world, it's okay. What's good for you is good for you. Your business, your business. I got nothing to do with it. I could still nod at you and say, I'm still your buddy. Praise God. That's not how it works in the scripture. Praise God. Right from the beginning, Genesis, God asked Cain, Cain, where is your brother? Praise God. God holds us accountable praise God hallelujah so if you see your buddy going astray don't tap at his shoulder and say buddy Everything is buddy-buddy. I'm still your friend. Be his friend, but be a true friend by correcting that God may use you as an instrument of righteousness to bring a straying brother and sister to repentance. Praise God. Readiness to punish means to have God's sense of justice and righteousness in us. None of us are perfect. Praise God. These guys, they acted. Praise God. You know, the Bible says the problem with us is that we mix up things. We mix up things. We talk about love. We talk about grace. We talk about being gracious. And we allow everything. Praise the Lord. That's the problem. We don't know what to allow and what not to allow. Praise God. The discernment goes down. But to the readiness to punish here is the willingness to take action. Praise God. But God, you know, the word of God says, God saying, vengeance is mine, saith the Lord, and I will repay. Praise God. So at times, when there is doubt... When you cannot discern between right and wrong. When you cannot discern between godly and ungodly. When you don't have the guts to speak out. When you have a problem in understanding what is right and what is just and what is righteous. Praise God. Don't go on a vendetta. Praise God. Step back. Because God says, vengeance is mine praise god you know there is big perks to repentance repentance there is power behind repentance i'm going to conclude because the time is up praise god there is power behind repentance a true story there was a minister it's good that sometimes we talk about the minister you know. We don't want, my wife always tells me, why are you always telling the young people this and the young people that, you know? The young people are also human beings. Well, at least somebody in our home is pro-young people. Praise the Lord, you know? So this time, I'm going to use an example of a minister that God was using mightily in the United Kingdom. What happened was, he, he fell from grace allowed sin into his life, and his life was destroyed. He stayed away from ministry for a long time, mulling over the failure and the defeat of his life. His heart was full of unforgiveness and bitterness at the failure that he had had in his life and how people had put him down. But slowly, slowly, the Holy Spirit and the Word of God worked in him. He repented. He renounced of his sin And came back to the Lord. The Lord started using him again in ministry. One day there was a big crusade going on. And his name was up there on the poster. It was known all over the place that he was going to minister. And as he was seated on the podium. Ready to go anytime. Somebody delivered him a handwritten note. He looked at the note. It said. Preacher if you dare to preach tonight. All these sins that I know about you, that you committed, I'm going to distribute this pamphlet all over the place. The man started shaking in his boots. His knees would not not stop shivering. He did not know what to do. He pulled himself away from the podium. Found a place where he could be by himself. He was scared. He was intimidated. Now there was a shadow that was over him. As he shook in fear, he laid the paper before God and he started weeping and crying. God, I had repented of this sin. I had renounced of this sin but this failure has come back to haunt me what do I do praise God after spending some time with the Lord he came back when they announced his name he came back to the podium and he did what God asked him to do he pulled out the handwritten note and he said folks I'm going to read out something for you he read out the letter the handwritten note that was given to him And at the conclusion he said, do you know who this person is? This person that is written about is none other than me, the preacher. Praise the Lord. And he said, folks, I have already repented of the sins. I have already renounced of the sin. But today, I tell you all, praise God, that this failure has come about in my life. But I have got set myself Right with God I'm reconciled to God praise God That crowd went exuberant instead of unleashing wrath at him praise God they unleashed forgiveness and grace that is the power of repentance and that night the man spoke with power with unction with anointing with conviction knowing that he had repented and renounced. Praise God. Hallelujah. There are private failures and there are public failures. When it is a private failure, you repent. It's between you and God. When it is a person that is attached to it, you finish up the business with him. When the failure is a public failure, praise God. When you go up to God, God will forgive Praise God. But when the failure is a public failure and everybody knows about it, praise God, what would instill power and assurance in you is the willingness, the humility to come out and say that I am wrong. That is the power of repentance. Praise God. Praise God, godly son uses repentance which brings forth salvation so so meaning salvation spiritual so so meaning deliverance physical so-so meaning deliverance emotional so-so meaning deliverance relational so-so meaning deliverance in the inner part and jesus came to set you and me free praise Master is here. He beckons you to come. Praise God. You took that step of repentance and faith and started this journey, but there has been a failure. Praise God. Gracious God says, repent, renounce, see the height that you have fallen down. I want you to not only see the depth that you have fallen, Praise God. I want you to experience the power of repentance. What is the power of repentance? The repentance powers regardless of how spiral you have gone down, how deep you have gone down. Repentance, praise God, would catapult you right back to where you were. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Because you are beloved. All eyes closed. thank you, Jesus. Every time I'm reminded of it, every time I'm tempted to go back into that lifestyle, Lord, let it double up within me a repulsive nature towards that soul. Oh yes. Would you say, Lord, there are things that I gotta settle with. There are things that I gotta settle with, my brother. There are things that I got to settle with my parents. There are things that I got to settle with, with people around me, whatever it is for here or I? I want to experience the power of forgiveness. I want to experience the power of forgiveness. Praise God. If you're that person, just slip your hands up and I want to pray for you this morning. Praise God. Anybody from the men's side, put your hands down, my brothers. Anybody from the sisters? Father, I come in the name of Jesus. Oh, God, fled our house with forgiveness. Lord, at times we are hurt and wounded by what has transpired in our lives. People have ran all over us and that has left us wounded and made. And it has brought in a bitterness is like a poison that we drink, not realizing that it doesn't hurt anybody else but ourselves. This afternoon, I want to let it go. I repent. Lord, I commit. My brothers, my sisters, so raise the hands. I pray. Oh, like the good Samaritan, he poured in the oil and the wine. The kind that restored my soul. Praise God. Father, I pray for a restoration right now. Pour that oil and wine. I pray for healing. I pray for restoration. I pray for joy. I pray, O God, that the full blessings that comes from repentance will be unlocked right now in the name of Jesus. As we release those who have offended us, those who have violated our rights, those who have harmed us, those who have spoken against us, I release them. I pray for healing to flow into my life, into our life. Lord, I pray that your spirit will work in each and every one of us, Father. For your glory do so it.